Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Wow. Ma'am. Feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. How about you? Go ahead and have a seat. We're going to move on right on through here. Maximize what time we have here on Sunday morning with our special guest. A number of years ago, not going to go through the whole history of it now, but Susan and I were introduced to a young man out of Bethel, California, uh, from a supernatural school of ministry in Reading. We were pastoring and planted a church in uh, Winston, Oregon, and this young guy shows up, Levi, with a bunch of uh, people, uh, young adults from the Bible College, and just rocked, rocked the little town of Winston. And since that time, he's become a personal friend. And he's followed us everywhere we've been, which God bless you. You are a missionary indeed. And uh, we were so excited that on short notice, Levi was able to come and be with us. Uh, we're working on some things in the next few months after in the new year and bring full teams from the college and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, before I go any further, it's so wonderful to have Pastor Grace with us this morning. God bless you, sweetheart. We love you. Precious friends, Leona Frerickson from uh, Coos Bay. Tell the family I said hi. And your uh, your mom in particular, 90 plus, 90 years old, yay. That is amazing. God bless you all so much for being here. Levi, come on up. Let's thank the Lord for young people that have a heart for God. I'm going to let him do what he needs to do and introduce who he needs to introduce. And we're just uh, hang on to the edge of your seat and let's see what the Lord will do this morning. God bless you. Thank you. Praise God. How are we doing? Do I got a little echo? Are we okay? We're okay, okay. Praise God. So good to be with you. Wow, thank you so much, worship team, for just taking us right into the throne room this morning. You guys are so blessed, and and we're uh, so blessed to worship with you this morning. Just such an honor, and to be with Gary and Susan again, some of my favorites. And so uh, I just want to let you guys know I get to travel all over the world and I get to meet a lot of different folks that are just doing things and, and just doing their best to follow the Lord. And I just want to tell you, you're very blessed with your leaders. I just really love Gary and Susan and uh, just this, you guys are blessed. to ha- and, and, you're, and so I just, just want to affirm you guys. I'm so thankful for you and uh, your faithfulness to the Lord and... and uh, we're going to jump right in because uh, I got a short time with you this morning. But you know, how many of you guys know God can do a lot in a short time? 
You guys know that all the messianic prophecies in the Bible that were building up for thousands of years, and all the whole Bible that Jesus says is all about, it's all testifying about me. That's what Jesus says. And you know, it's so interesting. All of it happens so quickly. You know, obviously, there's still yet to be things fulfilled, but the messianic prophecies of Jesus' life, you know, you could say uh, his whole life was, what, 33 years long? And most of all of it was fulfilled in just this three-year window. Bam! Here it is. He shows up on the scene. And you know what? Everything can change in a moment. And I just believe that today is somebody's moment. And so I just want to stir your faith this morning. I'm going to share a couple testimonies. We're going to, we're going to minister a little bit. I'm going, to, uh, uh, I'm going to share a couple testimonies. You guys want to hear some testimonies of just what God's doing? So I, we got to go to Turkey recently. And uh, yay. Yeah, I love, I love Turkey. And I've been a couple times. And uh, I could share a lot of stories. But I'll just share this story. Because this is from my, my most recent trip to Turkey. Uh, I went with a team and we were doing a prayer um, camp. We were partnering with a missions organization there. We we're, were just going into unreached cities and towns and praying over the cities. And we went into this, 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 this town uh, of probably 20,000 population, somewhere in there. Um, and, and in this area, uh, they figure 99% of the population has never met a Christian. Okay, so let alone the Christian population is pretty, pretty nil. Uh, no churches, uh, just very Muslim. And so we, we went into this area, and we, went, we were trying to find a place to eat, and it was during Ramadan. So everybody's fasting, and there was a team, and uh, yeah, <laughs> but we found a restaurant that said they would feed us, and so um, uh, the restaurant was empty, but we were there, you know, so, and, um, but we uh, were trying to find the restaurant, we got lost. How many, some, how many of you guys know, sometimes when you get lost, it's a setup. God's just like, okay, we're going to just, uh, we were, uh, we were wandering around trying to find this restaurant, we went in the wrong direction, we ended up in the the town square right in the center of this town right this is the day we arrived and we hadn't talked to anybody we go to the town square and I was with my friend Amy she uh she was a missionary there so she speaks the language I don't speak the language I I just say a couple words I basically can say uh what is it uh shifa shimdi isa isimle it means be healed now in the name of Jesus that's uh that's all I know That's all my Turkish, but that's all I need because, you know, um, um, I, I believe that, that I, I was asking the Lord what he wanted to release today, and one of the words I heard was simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. And you know what? The gospel's simple. In fact, I'm just going gonna, gonna, um, to kind of mix this into this testimony. I want to share this, this word. Second uh, Corinthians 11, verse 3, it says, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity. Just say simplicity. The simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. I want to let you guys know it's not complicated. This is not complicated stuff. And God is bringing the church, I believe, back to simplicity. The simplicity of him. It's just Jesus. We don't... And so uh, I like going places sometimes where I don't know the culture. I know I believe in missions. I believe it's important to learn culture and everything. But sometimes it's better for me, and maybe it's just the way I'm wired, when I don't know anything except Jesus. It's like 
That's all I got. If he doesn't show up, I'm going to look like a total crazy person because uh, I can't speak the language. All I can say is be healed now in the name of Jesus. And uh, so I was with my friend Amy. She could speak the language. We wander into the city square, and there's this old older gentleman, and he, he was asking him for directions. And she grabbed me to go along with him or go along with her to, to, to talk to him. And uh, just because she wanted a man with her in the culture, it's very uh, inappropriate to approach another man as a woman. So I, I just was with her, and she was asking him for directions. There's nobody out in the town square. He's just sitting on this park bench, this older gentleman. And she's having a conversation. I have no idea what she's saying. But I'm just having a little conversation with the Lord. Like, All right, what, what are we doing here, Lord? I didn't even know why we were, I was with her. I didn't know what she was doing. And I'm thinking... I think maybe he might have something wrong with his left leg or foot or something. And so I, I so she, and then she's like, okay, we've got time to go. Because apparently he was kind of rude to her and he was like, didn't really help her out. And, but I didn't know that. So I was like, well, ask him what's, if he's got something wrong with his leg. And she's like, okay. So, hey, do you have something? This is the first person we talked to on this, the whole trip. She says, do you have something wrong with your leg? He's like, yeah, you know, I got this accident. I can only bend it this far. It's like, it was really messed up. And, and so, uh, and I said, well, we're, we're, is it okay if we pray for you? I said, sure. And so I pray, Shifa, Shimdi, Isa, Isimle. <laughs> That's all the Turkish I know. And uh, I said, try it out. Test it out. It's simple. This is simple stuff, guys. And he tests it out. And he says, it's a little bit better. I said, well, that's good. A little bit better is okay. Praise God for a little bit better. Amen? <laughs> and then I said, okay, uh, ask him this question. I said, um, I had just read this book, and it was just building my faith, and it was about what God's doing in the Muslim world, and about the man in white, the dreams of the man in white. It's happening. It's happening a lot, more than you know. And so I just thought, um, ask him this question. Ask him, have you met a prophet in your dreams dressed in a white robe? That's what I asked him. I said, go ahead and ask him. She says, okay. Have you met a prophet? I don't know how she translated it, but that's what I said. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, I've, I've seen that guy twice. Like totally like, like nonchalantly. I've seen that guy twice. We're like, okay, interesting. Yeah, he, the first time he came, he, uh, he was walking on the sea. This man dressed in a white robe, he was walking on the sea. And, and then I had another dream and, uh, like a couple nights later and this time he, he split the sea open. It was like he parted the sea. And he called my name and he said, come follow me. I'm like, well, this is, sounds like a setup. <laughs> the first guy we talked to, right? So I'm like, okay. Um, I said, okay, this is really exciting. I said, uh, um, uh, uh we're, that's the reason we're here. I said, we, we can't... Oh, no, I asked him first. I said, do you know who this prophet is? He says, no, I, I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out. So, well, that's why we're here. Yeah. I said, well, we, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> he has, he has more like T-ball. It's like sometimes God just makes it really easy for you. He just puts the ball right on there. <laughs> so I'm like, I think, I, I think even I could hit, could hit that, you know? So... We're like, well, that's why we're here. I said, it's Isa. That's the name for Jesus. Isa. And his eyes got big. He says, Isa. Oh, I think you're right. I think that's Isa. And so we, we start talking to him. And I said, not only did Isa send us here 
to tell you who he is and that you saw him in your dream. He said, he came with us. <laughs> and I said, we're going to pray again, but this time, Isa is going to heal you. Uh, my faith was kind of pretty built up by this point. I'm like, I think something's going to happen. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, I like putting God on the spot. You guys want to, you guys want to know a key to seeing miracles and breakthrough and supernatural signs and wonders? Learn to how to put God in the spot and dig a hole that only he can fill. You start making audacious statements of faith based in scripture. Just start saying out loud. And God cannot resist that. He's like, oh, they're putting me on the spot. And you know what? I like those moments. It's like if God doesn't show up, it's like like you put him in a place where if he doesn't show up, you're going to look like an idiot. (laughs) God loves that. I think he just likes just just seeing us squirm a little bit and just be like, oh, this, they're really going for it. You know, they're not playing it safe. And so... uh, said, not only did he send us, he's here with us, and this time we're going to pray, you're going to get healed. He said, all right. So we pray again. Guys, this is simple. Isa, or no, no, wait, how's it go? Shifa Shimdi, Isa Asimle. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. We pray again. Now this time, his leg started vibrating. And he says, my leg is moving by itself. That's what he said to the translator. And he's like, I'm not sure what's happening, but it's moving by itself. I said, well, go ahead and try it again. He, tr- he, he bends down again, right as he tested again. This was, it was, a, it was a kind of a cool moment, because right as he tested it again, there was a literal explosion that went off. And it startled me. I'd like jump back. I'm like, is that a gun or something? And literally what it was, it was this huge firecracker that somebody launched out on the top of the fire. The, the town square, and just went, boom! It was just a big, it was in this valley, and it was just like, boom! And we're like, and, and, and it, it, what it was, I figured out later, it was a, uh, it was to mark the end of the fast for the day, for the Ramadan. They would light one of these off at the end of the, <laughs> yeah. right as he's testing it out, and he's healed. He's completely healed. Like today, Today we're going to, um, I believe that God's going to do miracles today. But you know, a lot of times I see, we'll, we'll see the miracle when we tell someone, okay, test it out. Check it out now. Try, uh, tr- just go ahead and try moving your body like you couldn't move it before. Oftentimes the healing actually happens in that act of faith of somebody, somebody checks it. It's actually not so much the prayer. It's actually, it's, a, it's, it's the faith attached to that prayer. So, uh, anyhow, so he was completely healed as he tested it. This bomb goes off, which I just felt was so, I mean, like, we're wandering around in a, in a town in the middle of nowhere. How do you make this stuff up? You know, and, and it was just like God was saying, like, I'm releasing my power into this community. So we, we um, in this big explosion, like dunamis, dynamite. That's where we get the word dynamite. Boom. There it is, the dunamis showing up. And it's not complicated. It's simple. So... He gets, he gets totally healed, and he's moving his leg. He's totally shocked. And so we're like, uh, we want to tell you more about this guy that's visiting in your dreams. So we start interacting with this guy. We end up meeting his family. All his family members get healed from different conditions. This is over the next few days. Uh, um, uh, we, uh, 
we're in his parlor, like when we went to visit him, we were talking, and we're like, uh, he starts calling different family members. They're getting healed over the phone. They start showing up at the house. Uh, they're like, uh, there was uh, one of his sons, uh, he, we, his shoulder gets healed. By the way, somebody's left shoulder is getting healed today. Somebody, somebody's left shoulder. But I think it was his left or right. I can't remember, but I was feeling that earlier today. And um, who is that? Who's got a, something, uh, even like a torn rotary cuff maybe or something? Is that you? Is it your left shoulder? Yeah, go ahead and stand up if you don't mind. Just, I just believe the Lord is healing you right now even. Um, uh, thank you, Jesus. Can you, can you try moving it and see, see what God's doing? It's not going up yet. Okay, just just go ahead and just you're 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 welcome to just keep receiving. I'm going to keep sharing. And uh, uh, so, where was I in the story? Just take a la- little quick laugh break, real quick. A laugh break, real quick. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I got to get my head back to where I was saying. What was I talking about again? Oh yeah. So yeah, the son's shoulder gets healed over the phone. And then he just hangs up. I said, where are you going? He's, and the dad's like, oh, he's coming over. <laughs> and, then he, and then he shows up with his wife and he says, can you help me with my back too? Like, <laughs> these are Muslims. Like, they don't you know anything about Jesus. They've, they can't read. So like this guy's having these encounters with Jesus. He's never read the Bible. He doesn't know these stories. Okay, so we, had to, we told him, I said, actually, you know, there's stories about Jesus in the Bible, about him walking on water. And, and then, you know, Moses parted the sea and... And that's kind of what Jesus did for us through the cross is he made a way for us, you know, to, to cross the Red Sea, the baptism, and, and, and what that all represents. And, and uh, so we just were able to just share the simple gospel. And, uh, and, then, and then next thing we know, he hands me the phone, and there's a person on FaceTime. I'm like, well, who's this? Oh, this is another daughter. She's in another town. She can't make it. But she's got uh, these sleeping problems, and she can't sleep, and something's going on. Um, and so, uh, um, we're like, okay, well, so I start, okay, now, and this time, we didn't have Amy, so we didn't, we're using Google Translate, okay? So we got Google Translate, all these things are happening through Google Translate, like, and I'm just hitting the button, and it's like the robot voice in Turkish, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know. Uh, I know people, a lot of people bash Google and, and some of the tech companies these days, but, you know, people are getting saved through Google. Like, you know, it's pretty, a pretty cool tool. You know, it's like, you, let's use it for the gospel, amen? Like, I mean, like, it's a pretty amazing tool. Like, you could translate any language in, like, seconds through Google Translate. It's pretty amazing. So, we're, next thing we know, we're on FaceTime, and one of the students with me, she's doing the Google, uh, she's doing uh, a Google Translate, and and we're trying to, you know, we're going back and forth. So it takes a little bit of time to get the message across. But, but anyhow, we pray for this lady, and her pain gets worse. And the family's like, oh, pain got worse. Like, what's going on? Like, it's not working. <laughs> and uh, so I just felt, oh, this is, this is a spirit, you know, because sometimes we'll see that if things get worse or if they move around in their, somebody's body. Uh, sometimes that could be an indication of the spirit. I don't, I mean, I'm not like a rocket scientist or anything. I'm just trying to do my best to follow Jesus. So we thought, oh, I think this might be a spirit. So we, I just say into the thing, I command the spirit of infirmity to leave in the name of Jesus. And I just hit the Google button. I command, I'm in Turkish. <laughs> and I'm like, it didn't seem like anything happened. So I just hit the button again. Boop. 
I command the spirit of infirmity in, the, in Turkish and say it, and we're just like looking. So I just hit it again. I command them. <laughs> Pretty soon she starts trembling a little bit, you know. We're like, oh, something's happening. And she's like sweating. And we're like, oh, like uh, there's something manifest in here. So we, we just, uh, and then we just led her into an encounter. And she goes into a vision and she sees the man in white. Over FaceTime, she starts having a vision of, of this man, Jesus. And I said, well, just ask him like, you know, just ask him some questions. I'm, she, it's like she was like there, but she wasn't there. You know, she was just like, and, and you could tell she was just enraptured in this encounter. And I'm like, well, go ahead and ask him some questions. And uh, I kind of lead her through some questions, kind of holding her hand through that. And um, I asked, well, ask him his name. I'm like, make sure we got the right man in white, you know, like. <laughs> That's a good start, you know. So he asked his name, and 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 it, and it was Isa, you know. And so we're like, that's good, that's good. And so uh, and 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 then uh, and and Isa healed her, and through this vision, like he put his hands on her head, like we'd been putting our hands on her head, and all of a sudden Isa put her his hands on her head, and that worked a lot better. And and then she kind of. She kind of gasped. He came out of this experience, and she felt better. And so we're still praying for this family, trying to stay in touch. They don't read and write, so it's a little challenging. And so uh, that was fun. So uh, the man in white is here today, by the way. (laughs) He came with me. And so the simplicity, the simplicity of Christ, this is not complicated. I believe that God wants to do something so powerful in our age. Like, I just, um, just share a couple things prophetically. We're going to minister today. But um, uh, in 2020, right at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, um, uh, I went to, well, it was March, right at the beginning of March, right before the, there was a pandemic declared, I went to Malaysia, uh, Penang, Malaysia. And on the way to the airport, uh, to the San Francisco airport, I uh, was getting an Uber, and my Uber app popped up, and it said, Jesus is coming soon on my Uber app. And I was like, oh, I'm, I have an Uber driver named Jesus. Right? <laughs> have I told you the story? <laughs> and so I'm like, my Uber, Uber driver's name's Jesus. I'm like, that's, I've never met an Uber driver named Jesus. That's cool. And I just, like, screenshotted it. I thought that was funny, you know? And then I get to Malaysia, and I'm there for a couple days, and I have an Airbnb. Uh, in Reading, it's uh, 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 kind of the, one of the main ways I support myself, and so I uh, uh, my Airbnb app pops up like it's a couple days later, and it says Jesus is coming soon to your house. <laughs> so I had different two different Jesuses, like I'm like, and, and and when I had it when when it came up on my Airbnb, I had a guy named Jesus book my Airbnb. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I'm like, but right when that happened, I felt, like, I felt like the Lord spoke to me in that moment. And I heard, day of visitation. Day of visitation. Okay, so this is like March 5th or 6th, 2020, somewhere in there. And then we kind of know what happened after that. Like the world got away crazy a little bit, right? So it was like right before all the really cr- just weird, it was getting weird, right? We all lived through that? That was, uh, you know. Some of you guys might have lost a few uh, through that. It was a weird time. There's a lot of weird. It's still a weird time. This weird stuff happening. So um, I'm like, 
uh, so I started unpacking that day of visitation. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? It's in the scripture a few times. It talks about day of visitation. You know that word visitation in the Greek? One way you could translate it is inspection. And, uh, and there is, uh, uh, you know, uh, and then another thing the Lord was showing me is, you know, by God's definition of a day. What, what is God's definition of a day? And it's interesting. In scripture, God defines a day by starting in the night. So uh, uh, God defines a day uh, at sundown is the beginning of a day. You guys know that? Yeah, that's, that's scriptural. So uh, the day actually starts at night. So in Western society, uh, we have this mindset of like recovering from the day at night. But a biblical mindset is actually the day starts at night. And you actually start your day in rest. And that's a whole other message it's, so, it's actually a very profound message. But uh, what I felt like I want to emphasize is sometimes the day of visitation starts with darkness. Uh, and and we've, we've experienced some darkness in the world. I don't know if you guys have a pulse, but um, if you are alive, <laughs> you've probably been aware of some darkness. So, uh, but I want to tell you the dawn is going to break. So there is a dawn that's breaking. And, you know, this is not like a powerless thing that we just have to wait, uh, uh, you know, for. And just um, uh, there is a sovereign, I think, breaking of the dawn that we're going to see where uh, it's going to be, you know, um, there was one uh, famous prophet who had this open vision over a hundred times of stadiums across America packed with people coming to worship and they were fasting all the stadiums across america people were coming for days and they were fasting not because they were hungry for god but they just didn't want to leave god's presence because it was so just god was just moving and every news broadcast that you could find on the television every one of them was ta- all they were talking about were the miracles all they were talking about what jesus was doing and and these all over the a nation man that would be something wouldn't it and so I believe we're going to see that. I do. I really do. I believe we're going to see that. And, um, and I, I believe that, uh, but we are in a day of visitation right now. I really believe that. And so, but you know, this is a good scripture here. Psalm 108. How many of you guys like the Bible? It's very, it's a pretty good book. <laughs> Psalm 108. Uh, this is a good one. I'm going to just start in verse 1. My heart is steadfast, O God. By the way, there's a steadfastness in this church. I, we just felt it right when we walked in. There's a faithfulness that I believe God's going to honor. God sa- he says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And there's a diligence in this place. that God's going to reward you, not only individually, but as a body. I believe that. I was declaring that. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing, I will sing praises even with my soul. Awake, harp, and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. And uh, I will awaken the dawn. Just say, I will awaken the dawn. God wants you to know today that you can actually awaken the dawn. You don't have to wait for the sovereign breaking of the dawn because we actually have a perpetual dawn through Christ. In the midst of the darkest night or whatever, we still have the dawn. You know, and one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he's Lord. But in that day, it will be involuntary. 
People won't have a choice. There's actually a beautiful opportunity you have in the in the uh, the night season of the of the of the day of visitation to actually choose to to actually use the gift of faith that he's given you to see him in the darkness because we actually uh, uh, that's the primary way God has chosen to reveal himself to us is through the eyes of our hearts um, there there's a day coming very soon when miracles are going to be so common that you know it's 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 just going to be ridiculous and but there's a special gift that you get in the in the this in this moment of of, of using faith because God's not looking for minions just have a uh, uh, announcement he's not looking for minions he's looking for sons and daughters people that will be won over by his nature and will choose through desire to follow him because they see his beauty they, they, they have eyes to see, they have ears to hear who he is. And, and, and you know, if you can really, if you really see Jesus, you can't resist him. But some people don't have eyes to see. Uh, and even, even the Pharisees, um, when Jesus talks about the Pharisees, he, he, he says, um, if, if you would, you know, they're blind, right? But he said, even these guys, if they had eyes to see and ears to hear, they'd, they'd follow him. They'd, I'd heal them. I'd heal them. Like, because they wouldn't be able to resist me. Like, and that someday that's, that, that's going to happen for everyone. But we get to make the choice today. Yes. Yes, Lord. And we get to behold him through the eyes of our heart. Does that encourage anyone? Is anybody encouraged? So, um, just put your hands on your heart. Thank you, Jesus. I just believe that there's a grace in the room. One of the things that I, I, I just uh, I believe that God's given me is a gift of faith, and it's just simple. But I just release a gift of faith over you today, for you and your household, and I speak to every eye of every heart and every ear to open up in the name of Jesus, to behold your Savior, to, to behold him in, in a greater degree of glory in the name of Jesus. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, how's the shoulder? Any, any change at all? A little bit of change? Praise God for a little bit of change. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I, I brought one of my best friends, Kevin Franklin, with me. Just go ahead and wave, Kevin. And, uh, yeah, Kevin, um, Kevin's loaded. <laughs> uh I don't know if I have time to share one more story. Do I have one time we'll share one more story and then we'll minister? So, uh, would, would somebody said something out there? Go for, it. go for it. Okay, let's Leonard. All right, if Leonard says go for it, I'm going for it. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, uh, is it okay if I brag on you a little bit? No, I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to do it. So, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin uh, wasn't, uh, uh, were you like, what, 16, 18 when you got saved? 16, uh, he was in high school, and Kevin actually used to be an atheist, and not only was he an atheist, he was an apostolic atheist. <laughs> he was an apostolic. He was actually, um, uh, he was convincing Christians to turn away from God. I mean, I'm sure he's not, and he would, he would throw them, show them through scripture and deception, uh, and, and 
and that like God didn't exist. Let's just laugh at that real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> That's another message. God sits in the heavens and laughs. We don't have time to do that. We just laugh at lies. That's what God does. But uh, so Kevin, uh, uh, without going into details, he saw a blind woman healed right in front of his face, right? And right when he saw that happen, uh, instantly Kevin became an agnostic. He, he couldn't be an atheist anymore. Because something broke in his, uh, his, his mind system of uh, belief system because he saw a miracle right in front of his eyes, right? In Seattle, Washington. I'm, I'm sharing the brief version. So, and then he went on a journey and he got born again. He met Jesus. Praise God for that. So, I, I started hanging out with Kevin. And whenever we would run into an atheist, Kevin would get excited. Like, <laughs> they're an atheist. Give me two minutes with them. Like... <laughs> they're going to get saved. And if they didn't get saved, he was super confused. Like, I don't understand why they didn't get saved. Like, so he had faith for it. I grew up in the church. I grew up in La Grande, Oregon. You guys know where that is? And pastor's kid. And I, I don't know, excitement was not the first thing that would happen to me when I meet an atheist. I'd be like, you start to argue. You start to kind of do this thing. And it just wasn't ever fun. It was just like, it didn't really, I didn't really see a lot of fruit with atheists. And you know what I'm saying? Anybody relate to that? Anyway, usually it ended up within some kind of argument. And so I just thought, huh, Kevin's getting results and I'm not. I'm going to try doing what Kevin does. I, next time I meet an atheist, I'm just going to get excited. I'm going to pretend like I'm excited. This is what I told the Lord. I'm just going to get excited in faith and see what happens. So uh, I, 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 it happened. I, I, next time I met an atheist, I just... I was sharing the gospel with somebody and said, I'm an atheist. It's a little 15-year-old gal with all her friends watching. I was preaching the gospel, and I said, you're an atheist? Really? That's so exciting. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I hope this works. I'm getting excited. I, Kevin, I said, do you have two minutes? Can I have two minutes of your time? I said, because God always shows up when I meet atheists. I'm like, I hope you show up, Lord. It reminds me of one of my friends. Uh, the first time he started seeing healing, he, uh, he, he walked up to somebody, and it was like maybe it was a shoulder or something. He'd never seen anybody healed through his own prayer. But he, he's, he said, oh, you got a shoulder problem. He said, oh, I've, I've seen that healed lots of times. He didn't tell him he saw it on YouTube. <laughs> But you know, that's the way testimonies work. You know, you know somebody else's testimony, you can take it for yourself. That's what you could read. Psalm 119, if you're, if you're not sure about that. Read, just read the whole book, Psalm 19. Just read the whole Bible, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Psalm 119, it, it'll tell you about testimonies. You can actually, it says, his testimonies are our heritage forever. So when you actually start to, uh, to, to stand on the testimony. You know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the, the word of our testimony. So you can, you can own it. That's your testimony. That's my Jesus. And so anyhow, um, yeah, so, uh, God always shows, shows up when I meet atheists. I'm like, is it okay to say that? He showed up. <laughs> and within two minutes, she started crying right in front of all her friends. 
And she and I said, you, you feel something happening right now? I, she said, yeah. I said, that's the love of God. He's getting, he's getting you. And uh, I said, do you want that forever? She said, yes, please. Please give me. And so I said, we just led her in a little prayer right in front of her friends that were mocking us. You know it's legit if you have a 15-year-old girl, you know, doing something like that. And so, yeah, that's pretty fun. So, Paul says, imitate me as I follow Christ. Do you guys know that it's okay to imitate people that are worthy of imitation? And uh, that's all right. So, that's what I did with Kevin. I just imitated Kevin. And so now I just, uh, I, I use that line a lot. Like, I meet a Muslim. You're a Muslim? I'm so excited. Can I have two minutes of your time? Because God always shows up when I meet Muslims. And, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful. Say divinely powerful. For the destruction of fortresses, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. This, uh, the, the, one of the reasons we need to expose ourselves to miracles. It's very important. It's talking, it says this. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful. It's the power of God that fights these battles. That's why when Kevin saw some, a blind woman healed, it broke the stronghold. It's, it says here, uh, fortress. In another translation, it says stronghold. Uh, if you study this, he's talking about your mindset. And when you, atheism is a great example because it's a belief system that literally doesn't make any room for God. It's like the most crazy thing ever, right? But when someone like that is exposed to miracles and the work of Jesus, it breaks their brain. And so we're not, we're not meant to enter into arguments. We're meant to blow them up. Through power, divine power. And uh, if I had more, uh, maybe another time, I could share with you different divinely powerful uh, weapons. That it's, a, it's a little message I have on uh, weapons of warfare. But one of them, I'll tell you, is miracles and signs and wonders. And exposing yourself to miracles, it will change your life. It'll change the way you think, and you'll start to think more like God thinks. Amen. Hey, Kevin, you want to jump up here? After I just talked you up a little bit. <laughs> you had a word for somebody? Hi, my name is Kevin. Yeah, I felt like I had a word for the whole entire church. And um, I, I was sitting there and worshiping and spending time with Jesus. And as I was lifting up my hands, I kind of went into something. And then I was kind of processing through the whole entire thing and then we went back into worship and I think I got the whole word now and I just didn't want to give you the first part because first part it sounded really bad and I was like no and I rebuked the devil in Jesus name and and I I felt like the Lord was like in the middle of it he was like telling me he says I'm not done I want to tell you the rest of it I'm like okay Jesus just show me the encouragement part and we're going to just talk about the encouraging part but I felt like God just wanted to tell about the whole thing. So I, I don't know, again, I don't know the history of this church, but I just felt like I, I, I was closing my eyes and I lifted up my hands and I, I saw like three hurricane, three tornadoes go through this church. 
and it was like all three of them it, it was one that like i saw it come through and then it was like grabbing a bunch of people and then it, and, and then it like left and then another one came through and it was like it's almost like split the church in half and then the last one it like cracked the foundation of this church and i was just like sitting there and i was like again i rebuke the devil i command all the you know these are you know and I, and then we went back into worship because I, I told Levi this. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, man. Oh, no. I'm just off. I'm off. I promise you. And then uh, I, at the last one, I uh, I saw the Lord come and, like, uh, and, like, it was like a bunch of angels that came and, like, touched, like, the the shoulders of people in this church. And it, he was, uh, and, and I felt the Lord say to, to this church, be encouraged and it like constantly said be encouraged be encouraged and it, and it was over and over and over be encouraged be encouraged and i feel like that was the word for for over you guys it was be encouraged um because i just felt like and, and then it was uh the last one oh yeah the last part of this vision i saw because I, I, we went back into worship we worshiped the lord and I felt God to say, and I almost like cried in this part. And I heard God say, "I'm re, uh, I'm returning you to the the way it was before." And I saw this church filled with people, and I, I saw the top of a like everybody was filled with people. And I saw you, I saw someone preaching like um, the gospel, and I saw the the um, the this altar filled with people, and I just feel like the Lord was. And then he constantly said, I heard God say, I'm coming, but be encouraged. So I, I don't know, again, I like, I don't know the history of this church. If that makes sense to you guys and understands like what was honestly happened before, I feel like God is, it's just, that's what he's yelling in this season. Okay. And I feel like God, again, I, I feel I'm going to cry, but I feel like the word of God is saying, I'm coming, I'm coming back. There, there is a returning of glory that's going to happen back in this church, and and it, and I don't think there's going to be another storm that will ever break what what this church has honestly gone through. I I, I agree with what Levi honestly said. I, I, another part of of this was uh, when I was sitting there, I I felt like um, you know those that hurricane and stuff like that, I, like not hurricane, but it was a, a tornado. So again, it was like a um, like a nest, and there was a bunch of uh, little chicklets in this nest, and I I saw the like the big the chick chick like the pastor like fly away, and then I saw the chicklets, and I saw this storm come in, and I saw you guys all bunker down in this in in this nest, and I felt like God was saying again. He said, like he, he heard it again. He said be encouraged and then i heard god say um it, it was like um they you guys were huckled down in this nest and i said he said he was grateful for the faithfulness that this this uh this church has really brought and the and the people here i feel like the lord is like really um saying thank you for your faithfulness thank you for like staying here in the midst of um of everything I hope this makes sense to you guys. I like everybody smiling at me, but I'm kind of like you guys are smiling at me, like, mm -mm. you know, <laughs> like <laughs> wrong, you know. I'm like, okay, amen. But it's good. Okay, cool. I got one. Amen. But um, 
Okay. Is that good? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so um, we're just going to, we probably need to transition now. Is that, or do you want to do something? Uh, Kevin, we've never met before. We've never talked. I said, the only thing I ever said to you is you're amongst friends. Over there, and you are. Um, the Lord has used you to speak into this body in a prophetic, heavenly way. And this is one of those holy moments where David said, Selah. That means just pause and let it sink in. Pause and let it sink in. The Spirit of the Lord is getting ready to do things that have been prayed over and about for decades. And a lot of that is all about timing. It's not about personality or individuals. It's about timing. And I declare to you that we're getting ready to go into another season, not because different people are here, but because of timing. And um, uh, we're out of time for for this service, but what an what an amazing you have no idea, and we'll we'll fill in some of the some of the blanks, I'm sure. Uh, but you are amongst friends, <laughs> and uh, uh, here's. A couple of things, then we're, we're going to pray. How many would like to go on a mission trip with Levi? Yeah, yeah, that, that would be a fun trip. Uh, yeah, amen. Uh, um, um, I, you know, we're going to have you back. We'll, we'll adjust timing and all of that kind of thing so we have more time and bring the teams in and that kind of thing. But something's in this service today has has enabled us to take, as, as a church, it's enabled us to take a step into, into what God is getting ready to do. There's healing. There's hearing the voice of the Lord from somebody who knows nothing about anything. I mean, Pastor Grace, yeah. I mean, it's like, wait a second. Was he here the whole time? No. And... Um, but you spoke to, the Lord spoke directly into this body. And so the appropriate response for that, number one, let's stand up. You need to get somebody by the hand. Most of you know each other. If you're a visitor here today and that's uncomfortable for you, that's fine. But you don't have to. But um, you're only a visitor here once, okay? <laughs> but the Lord is doing something in the spirit realm in this place. He's doing something. Uh, this is the result of much prayer and dedication and all of that. And um, This is what I want us to do as we, babe, just step one step over. There you go. As um, we stand here this morning, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your voice. We thank you that you speak. We thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, God, that as a good father, you come and you speak to us as your dear children. Lord, we receive, as best we can understand it all today, the things that have been shared. 
to encourage our faith, build our faith, make us understand that the supernatural is indeed the realm that we are we are living in and that we're our activity is in. But God, you've spoken something to this house today concerning our past, concerning the passing of our beloved Pastor Larry, concerning the heartache and the things that have happened through decades, but also through the things that, Lord, you were here and in the middle and you made a way at times where there seemed to be no way because, God, it's your church, not our church. It's your plan, not our plan. We're just all connected by the, by the fabric of faith. And so, Lord, I pray today that you would seal the word into the hearts of the people and that it would produce hope and it would produce that, yes, indeed, through Jesus, the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, yeah, babe.